This is exactly right. Hi, I'm Erin Welsh. And I'm Erin Almond Updike, and we're the hosts of This Podcast Will Kill You on Exactly Right. We're back with our seventh season, which is bigger and better than ever. Because guess what? We're now a weekly show. This season, we're tackling everything from long COVID to norovirus, from the supplement industry to IVF, and so, so much more. New episodes drop every single Tuesday. Follow This Podcast Will Kill You wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we want to be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We want to send you off in style. We want to welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Welcome to Do You Need a Ride? This is Chris Fairbanks. This is Karen Kilgariff. We are a podcast where we drive comedians in a car to the airport. Yeah. Remember that? Oh, we have peeled away all the layers of this podcast. We're down now to the dry, (laughs) the (laughs) skeleton, (laughs) the 3,000-year-old mummy of the podcast. I thought you were saying, we peeled away the layers and we're down to just crying. <laughs> uh god damn it was I'm so glad we don't have to go to the airport just personally. I don't know if I, people miss that or not, but I doubt it. I think I feel like there were moments at LAX in the last couple times we went that felt like the end of the world was starting. Yeah. It was so stressful and frenzied and crowded and nutso. Mm-hmm. Like hours of driving and sitting and waiting and uh, being late. Yeah. And it was the only time people got a glimpse into my other side, which is my extreme anger. It's always under the yeah. surface. Sure. And it, it oh, man. it. What it, better place to bring it out? Yeah. Nowadays, everyone just thinks I'm this delightful person, but percolating Who? underneath. Do they? Sheer rage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They they really think that I'm but no, you get you guys gotta know I'm I'm uh I'm a Jekyll and Hyde person. I mean, I think we all are though. There are things that it's it's the thing is that it the things that trigger you don't trigger other people. So for you, you think, Oh my god, it's this thing, but everybody has a version of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody has some kind of thing that they cannot not like freak out on. Right, right. Do. Like Michael J. Fox in Back to the Future when people called him chicken. 
That's what set him off. <laughs> Your version of that is having to drive and be the sound guy at the same time and to have Just conversation. Just you describing it brings me rage. <laughs> My favorite was when you'd go, "Just uh, just go ahead and talk. I'm trying to figure something out." Where I'd be like, "Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. I'll do my monologue now." <laughs> but you would. You would right. You would go straight into exploring a thought you had that day. I would always just be like, Chris, if we get it recorded, we're lucky. Let's and, just live that way. And I don't even remember what I was doing. Just turning a knob back and forth. What was yeah, I doing? Yeah, I think you'd, you would just get, you would lose faith because we did lose a couple good shows. So every once in a while, you'd be convinced it wasn't recording anymore. Yeah, I was traumatized by that lost TIG episode. I just was. Let's face it. No, of course you were. And it's like once we started doing My Favorite Murder and Steven was there every single fucking time for us, I was just like, we do you need a ride more than any show I know needs a fucking on hand yeah, engineer, yeah. like please in the backseat helping us out? Yeah. If yeah. anything does, it's this show. Yeah. We just got soured on the whole thing because the first guy was weird. And so. Yeah, it was too random. It was too like, you know, hiring people just kind of like it was. It was, didn't have the team spirit. You, right, know, you right, need to right. know, yeah, know yeah, your different. engineer and trust them and know that they know better than you so that you're in good hands and you don't have to doubt it. You're right. I'm glad you said that. We hired different people, so I wasn't talking about anyone specifically. It was a random no, there's team. several different. Several <laughs> guys different. Are weird? <laughs> no, no. I'm just, I thought one of them was weird, but now, even if they're listening, they don't know who. They don't know. Yeah, it could know. have been anyone. For a long time, Aaron Brungart um, at He's All Things Comedy oh, engineered yeah. for us when we were in the studio, oh. and he is the greatest. Yeah, okay, good He's the point. greatest producer engineer guy. I wasn't even thinking of him because he's inherently a sweetheart, and he always was- He was never in the car with anytime, us, yeah. Right, right. Anytime yeah. I call him with a question, though, he'd try and figure it out. He'd drop what I he know. is doing. He'd sometimes be in the middle of studio- podcasting and he still is a fan of our podcast even though we're not at that network anymore and he's always like retweeting things and i love that guy so, so supportive he's yeah. it's like old school you know how i met him was he was a big fan of walking the room with dave anthony and greg Barron. oh okay and he would be like if those guys asked me to do one of their live shows like i that's how i think i first met him and it's just so cool when a person who like really loves and adores podcasting is doing it for a living, it makes a huge fucking difference. It's yeah. like you have to be in and want to be in it, I yeah. think. Yeah, he gets it and he likes yeah. it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. He's great. Um, Aaron Brunner. Now, every week, we're going to spotlight a different <laughs> podcasting engineer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's called. We're just make, so many wonderful people. Yeah, make Steven jealous. <laughs> He's How one of the you. best we've ever had. Steven, like, of course, it, number one. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to build up to you from we're starting at 500 oh. and we'll build up to you. Sweet. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, <laughs> that's so funny. I am looking at two giant like when you go to Wash Club or one of these online services where they come and pick it up, which is actually surprisingly expensive. I don't have Sorry, a washer. What are you? I don't have a washer and dryer. And so I have to take care of my laundry and I don't want to go to a laundromat because they're scary. And germ filled, so I'm looking at two giant bags of what would be considered twenty loads. Oh, I just have a lot of underwear and socks because when it's time to do laundry, 
I buy more underwear and socks. <laughs> so now I've gotten to the point where I'm washing a lot of clothing. You're an underwear hoarder. Is this what you're admitting to? I'm an underwear whore. Under <laughs> underwear. Under. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh, so man. sorry. Don't remind You're me saying- of my childhood. I just start giggling. <laughs> uh, so there's a thing called washclub.com where you, it yeah, comes yeah. and they do your laundry they for you? They showed up. They were efficient. It showed up uh, perfectly folded in. Uh, <gasps> the only problem was I had some woman's clothing and she had mine. So we had to figure oh. out that snafu. Because oh. I'm like, I don't have a lot of lacy, doily, blousey things. <laughs> this must be Gladys's. And then they, so I sent them away with some of her clothes. Half the clothes were mine. Whatever. It soured me on the the whole business. So I've been. The mix up did? Yeah, the mix up. I don't need some ladies bloomers. You know, hey, I'm just well, going to put them on my head and do a funny dance. I think you can withstand disappointments like that that aren't that are not permanent. You're I right. You I can... withstood it for a while. I wore her underwear for a few days. <laughs> There's the thing. <laughs> it's, it's so funny that you say that because that's the first thing I thought of where I was like, if I if that happened to me and I had switched clothes with a man, <laughs> I would absolutely be like this guy absolutely went through and like looked at my underwear, if not touched and or smelled it. Yeah. So the just the idea of that you're immediately going I put her underwear on my head (laughs) (laughs) no I felt I felt when she finally got her bloomers and I got my boxers (laughs) I knew both of us felt good because they did such a good job of folding them that no human unless you worked at the gap no human can fold this efficiently so I'm like she won't she'll know oh it would have stood out if she had like basically yeah like shook out some of your boxers to take. Yeah, a yeah. If one envelope like crease with a skew, I would have picked up on it. So yeah, and you would have called the underwear busters. <laughs> <laughs> they underwear busters. Have the, you the, had the, your the, underwear taken to another person's house? Were they then tampered with them in a sexual way? Call when who you gonna call? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no one's calling. I guess it's a specific problem. (laughs) (laughs) There's songs like that, that I was like 12 years old when that movie got crazy popular and that song would be on the radio. Uh Literally, they would play the Ghostbusters theme on the radio. So you'd be like walking through the grocery store all bored. But that song, we like, yeah. Do you I just remember? Think it, it was such a weird like cor- things were so corny back then. Oh my god! It uh, very and I just want to talk about uh, Andy Ritchie had a joke where he was talking about that song. He's like, they were all Ray Parker Jr. was already recording that song. It wasn't even for the movie. He just lost his mind in the studio no. <laughs> and he was singing and then all of a sudden said, I ain't afraid of no ghost. And they said, hey, Ray, no one said you had to be. Let's finish the track. <laughs> he he like made it seem like it was a accidental song where he was uh, going crazy in the studio. It was I can't redo his material and he's not here to defend himself, but it was the funniest. Anyway, Andy Ritchie. Rest Andy Ritchie. Uh, no, I've been trying to. I watched, I just, 
I don't know why, but I watched Wild Hogs yesterday <laughs> just because it's so funny that it exists. And it was everything I thought it would be. It was like, can you I've never seen it. Will you just quickly walk me through every act of that film? They're OK. It starts with Tim Allen. He was the biggest star at the time. And okay. also Martin Lawrence is in it. Oh. And I don't know if the writers did this because John Travolta's in it. It's John Travolta. Martin Lawrence, Tim Allen, and William H. Macy, who is great in it. Sure. It is a terrible script, though. It's so homophobic. Every other joke is like, wait, wait, why are you spooning with me? And they say the F word in it all the time. It is nonstop. Because I guess they're trying to be uh, bikers. And so they're like trying to be masculine. But they, the whole movie... <laughs> By is accusing them. everybody else of being homosexual. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. there's back-to-back scenes where they're skinny dipping and then these kids jump in and they, let's look for crawfish. And someone grabs Travolta's dick and then there's, and then there's a, a gay cop that follows them around and is trying to... It is insane. It's all... It's, I, it's just a simpler time. And when that- you watch it, you're like, oh my God, people used to be so stupid. These writers. God, that were, sounds. It was uh, insane. The whole movie's insane. It it's, sounds very high risk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is pretty nuts. Yeah, <laughs> but I enjoyed it and I laughed out loud a couple times. I'm, I'm just because uh, you're in that. Yes, in that frame of my of mind. Yeah, a yeah. Tim I wanted, when Tim Allen is hilarious, you you know you've been in the apartment for a while. Well, here's the thing. Tim Allen can be good. I mean, we got we got Galaxy, Galaxy Quest, Quest. We got the the. Santa Claus, he can act. You just have to forget <laughs> that he's probably voting for Trump by mail tomorrow. He's or a whatever. furious Republican. Um, right, right. But in the Santa Claus, would you give him, would that be his performance? Because didn't, wouldn't he have had a beard on for a lot of it oh, once he turns into Santa? I think that in spite of the beard covering his face, he shines through. He is so good in Santa Claus, the <laughs> colon, the movie. For really? Yes. I promise you, everyone <laughs> okay. listening. I believe you. I Santa will, Claus I will the movie. It. Tim Allen is a talented actor. And uh, he just had this, uh, you might be a redneck type act because he's a, you know. Well, there's like a, a 90s road comic. Yeah. 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 But he's a good actor. He's good. Um, well, I love, I do love <laughs> Galaxy Quest. That's the, that movie is so perfect for him. And of course, you know, he's the Toy Story Buzz Lightyear. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, of when course, he, he can act, he's when he been very re- successful for a long time. Yeah, yeah, he is good. He's good at acting. Let Well, let's hear it. Let's another shout out for Tim Allen here. <laughs> I just didn't realize we were going to go into complimentary <laughs> mode for Wild Hogs. I thought we were I thought it was going to be a searing takedown. It, I will too. absolutely adjust my my approach. No one needs it in this it, quarantine i just went to hate watch it and i watched it from credits to credits and i did not expect that well yeah then there's something to be said for that (laughs) that kept you it held you it kept you Mm -hmm. ray liotta's in there doing a caricature of himself (laughs) like goodfellas style yeah he was like doing do your best ray liotta and he's like oh i can do that (laughs) and it was did you ever see um the movie Something Wild with yes, Melanie he's Griffith. Horrifying in it. Oh, he, he is, is so scary in that. So hot in that. 
Right. Yeah. And yeah. With yeah. his scariness. Yeah. It's his like, scariness makes him. It's like he's the devil walking around. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And then um, Jeff Daniels, right, Jeff is Daniels. the guy that she's with. That's Melanie like, Griffith. what the fuck is going on? It's such a good movie. I I only know it had like good music in it. When I was a kid, my sister gave me the soundtrack to listen to because it had New Order and all these. Yep. Bands. Didn't it have Ico Ico on it? Also, look at that king all dressed in there. I go, I go on there. Oh, oh, I hope not. Mm-mm, mm-mm. I, oh, oh, I, because that just makes me think of Beetlejuice. I hope not. <laughs> Talk about hey now, hey now. I've been listening to know that they were ever my jam, but Cocteau Twins. I've been listening to a nineteen ninety oh. album, and it is the best. It might. It might be an advanced, you and I both love the Sundays. This is mm-hmm. like ethereal, is that the word? Where it's ethereal? like- Ethereal? Uh-huh. Ethereal, yeah. Ethereal, uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and all over the place and beautiful. And each song is like 10 songs in one, but it's just, mm-hmm. it's what Enya wanted to be. And that's a bad advertisement, but it's the Sundays going to art school. Right, it's like, right. <laughs> it's like the Sundays just started doing coke and dyeing their hair. Right. It's really the Sundays, it. and they took too many credits. Yes, <laughs> but uh, one of their songs, "Song of the Siren." Are you listening to the album that has that? Uh, uh, I'll, I'll look right now. It's in my queue. It's. <laughs> The be- it is uh, my favorite song. When I discovered that song, I think I was like 18 in Sacramento driving around in the fucking 100 degree heat. And it I just listened to it over and over. So that's, uh, yeah, that's before. The- this was, I was surprised, is a 90s album, Heaven or Las Vegas. And it has mm-hmm. all of their big hit yeah. songs. And it's that, I think the new term is dream pop. Everything, if I type dream pop into Spotify, it is your, your everything from that to beach house and what, it's just what I like now. Um, yeah, that's a good sound. And air and Radiohead, all that stuff is, is in there. It, it, I, I used to say it made me sleep, but I've been listening to a lot of music lately and I have not slept for a few days. So that's a rumor. It keeps me up. Um, Music keeps what, me. Are you just like doing the thing where you watch TV and kind of like doze off and wake up and do that kind of thing? Or are you just like up completely? Yes. I'm waking up at weird hours. I'm waking up at 4 a.m. and not knowing to do with that. If I wake up at 6 a.m., I go skateboard with the, the grumpy crew. And then uh, <laughs> other days I'm like, I slept 12 hours. Am I dying? Yeah. Sure. Uh, it's all over the map. I think that I'm really it's a it's different from being in Montana. I knew this would happen. I haven't seen a lot of people. I'm kind of being weird and still having fun. <laughs> still get I got a new doll. Still house. having fun with other people's laundry. <laughs> haven't done it. Scared to leave the house. <laughs> haven't left for five days. Only to bring out the garbage but i <laughs> but did that's fun for me i ordered a new that carpet that i dumped a gallon of pho on or pho. oh right yeah uh i i replaced that i noticed nice. online there was a there was a very sweet gofundme to get me a round natural woven carpet uh i said abort mission i have ordered one 
and it came and it is beautiful and it really makes I'm going to rearrange my room. I got tiny bricks and wood. I'm going to do wood flooring and and grout and put bricks on in this tiny uh dollhouse that I got. I'm going to modify Ooh. it. It's, I'm just going to get For really For a second in there. I thought I thought you were ripping up the floor and I'm like, Chris, you do have to leave that apartment. Please. <laughs> no, I got a magnifying glass thing like uh, like Tony <laughs> totally Collette has in Hereditary. What's, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I got one of the, so I can see, I yep. got a magnifying glass thing and I'm going to get into it. I'm going to get in there. I'm going to paint. Did I'm you say let, like Tony Collette in Hereditary? Yeah, that's, that's hilarious. Get the well, remember. <laughs> and then I'm going to crawl on the ceiling. Well, that I have oh, my <laughs> my there, hoop in. That movie had the potential of being my favorite scary film, and after I watched it, I was mad that the it seemed like her miniature worlds were just happening after things really happened when what I wanted out of that movie was for her miniature dioramas or whatever to dictate what was about to happen. I wanted I didn't want it to be a devil movie. I wanted yeah. it to be a a crazy lady that is trying to be a mother and she's she's doing these miniature worlds and dictating what happens in real life. That would yeah. have been a better script. And I'll rewrite it. <laughs> and corn tortillas are on the way. And I'm not even kidding. <laughs> I talked to my friend. He's figuring out a formula. I've heard enough positive feedback that there soon, Karen, will be a foldable. It, imagine a flour tortilla that you would make. I think I pitched it to you wrong before you when we did our tank session. You did. <laughs> this is a this is a imagine just a flour tortilla. For burritos. Okay. okay. But right. you are, you have celiac or you have inflammatory <laughs> issues and, and flour, and this is not a rumor, triggers those things. Also, yeah. you enjoy the taste of corn. You enjoy a tortilla chip. Yes, Suddenly now, here's a foldable, even while raw, foldable <laughs> burrito sized tortilla. Hear me out. That does not need frying. It is just a corn, not one of those gluten free fuckers that'll crumble every time you fold it. Okay, okay. I won't do that in the pitch. How? <laughs> there's, there's so many questions. When's this pitch going to be over? <laughs> how? Because I just want to shout how at you. How? Uh, I, that's, I, I got some, I got a guy on it. Okay. I mean, I want to believe in you, but corn tortillas are the fucking breakiest motherfuckers in the game this guy we all a, know it is a pizza guy he figured out uh pizza crust gluten-free pizza crust he already has uh meddled with corn type pizza crust very popular pizza restaurant that he owns and we're going to business second. together are yeah. you talking to papa john about this idea he also loaned me a 68 Corvette from his garage. <laughs> and I'm trying to ignore that he carved KKK on the <laughs> dashboard. I don't know. What did he do wrong again? He's um, racist. Right? I think he's racist. I yeah. think he came out as, I don't, uh, not came out as, but like, <laughs> uh, yeah, did some stuff that 
I can't remember specifically, yeah, I think he but just, it was pretty bad and like Trumpy weird. I right? think. Yeah. Yeah. He was on. I remember now it was like a call where they were talking about H H and R. Not H. Oh, God. What am I? Uh, what is it when there's someone in the office that you complain to about s- HR? HR. I just called it H and R. And then I was like. H&R Block or HR, the singer from Bad Brains. Am I confused again? Anyway, I think he said the the N word repeatedly on oh. in on a like a call on a business call. As a, he's like, well, yeah, you don't want someone coming in, some guy that says this, 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 and he said it out loud, and someone leaked it, and I think so. That I think is what it was. But then on top of that, I think he's also. A, a lunatic, but yes, I saw. I don't him on think J- there was just one story that got it. I think it was an accumulation. Right. I might. I also might be confusing him with the my pillow guy because they both have weird dyed brown hair. I yeah yeah yeah. They both they both are like similar vibe. Yeah, they but they hang out so much. <laughs> uh, I bet. I had, the, I had the most recent Trump speech thing. He was roasting the my pillow guy. So they no. sk- yeah, he was he making fun his- of him. I was like, Didn't does he have any friends? Does he have anyone <laughs> yeah. that he's loyal to in his life? <laughs> he probably that guy didn't shake his hand or hug him at one of his rallies. And so he started roasting him. That guy like has dedicated his life to Donald Trump. Yeah. And he very recently was totally making fun of him. Wow. He's just like, oh, this guy, this weird. I wish I made a pillow so I could just. I can't remember what he said, but I keep starting conversations where I have no details. But uh, yeah, wow, that's pr- I'm I'm got a little bit blown away that that yeah he, he was talking shit guy. about him. He wasn't shit. kissing his ass. Yeah, shit. Yeah, it was a very. It was like he was a member of his uh, cabinet or something. Well, what goodbye. About- <laughs> 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 that pause only means we're out of steam. We are out of topics. <laughs> <clears throat> I uh, I did a show, a live show streaming from a stage in a giant facility uh, that my manager's boyfriend run. They do like live concert LED projected light experiences during these concerts and so they have just this he's facility. A, a rave promoter kind of that raves i mean what mm-hmm. you would see at a rave a laser okay. light show led thing but also projected images that go on the side of buildings for promotion and stuff and uh who did, did it uh it's called light night light dot tv no no who did the show I just just part. me for 75 minutes talking to myself in an empty room with only a monitor of my own face, which I very quickly learned to ignore. But it was very fun to do that much comedy and like new material, but so weird because there's no response right. to go that long and just be talking to myself and just rest on knowing that people were listening and maybe liking it, but people are saying they liked it, but it felt That's really good. weird. And I was drenched with sweat at the end. Yeah. I can't imagine that that would be in any way easy because that's like that show that Ian, um, uh, 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 you know, where it's, you're in a, 
a, bu- a, a separate room from the rest of the audience. So you have to do your set to a camera. Oh, and you're right. Just, you're just off the room. Um, that was I a show a few years name. ago. Yeah, yeah. That guy, Ian. Um, Jesus. Michael Ian Black? Sorry. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It doesn't matter. It, it just feels like that where it's yeah. almost like you were you were doing one of those like a uh, concept show, but it was just actually a, like a special, a streaming. Would you right. call it a streaming special? Yes, it was. And I think that I went into it thinking that there would be designated laughers in the same Zoom situation where I would hear them. But it was just people in the next room and not a lot of people showed up. So I could hear like five people on the other side of the wall laughing, but it didn't help <laughs> when it's only a handful. It, it actually, <laughs> cause then when you get nothing, you really think it flopped. I don't know. It was just very scary, but a fun experience. And, uh, and then the Q and a, we have the best fans. There was like a little, Q&A VIP thing that we did afterwards and the sweetest people ever were in there and it that was the funnest part is talking to So in in that situation do you get like people come on screen and you get to hang out for a minute? Yeah, I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, it was for 2 minutes and it went on for a couple hours. It was a lot of people and it was they were really sweet and it made me feel really good. Great. Yeah, I didn't expect that. I didn't know what to expect and uh, just know that people that like our podcast are the best people. They're awesome. Yeah, it I it was really fun. That was the best That's part. Cool. I didn't like the stand up or I didn't enjoy the stand up part. Of course not. What, yeah. th- there's no benefit to you to doing to performing that way. Yeah. You're not a fucking actor and you're not a psycho. So talking, <laughs> making up the best ideas you can think of, saying them and getting zero response. Yeah. If you did that for three minutes, I, if I did that for three minutes, I would die inside 70 yeah. minutes of it. And I was I mean, trying Jesus. when I went to old jokes, but I was trying new stuff and it was like. I I don't even know what I'm blurting out. I haven't watched it yet. I have to <laughs> edit it down to at least 60 minutes. But the point is, it was very fun. And it was... Go good. Yeah. No, that's good. Uh, in retrospect, not during. During, I was stressed out <laughs> and sweaty. You understand when nothing is fun while you're doing it. It's when it's no. done and you look back on it and it's like, I was working. Let me acknowledge what i did while i was working and now i in retrospect i enjoyed myself but during it i'm a mess and i know that it could go south and part you know what's interesting i think is like you and i are very similar in this way where we will often um hate or attack or blame the audience for our bad time that we have on right so it's kind of interesting that you would be forced into that position where basically it's you're just on your own in every way. That's what was therapeutic almost for me is there was no blaming the audience and there was no me falling back on my ability to defense mechanism, make people laugh. I used to use making people laugh to get out of getting beat up or my mom being mad at me or I'm like, well, I can make her laugh and get, but now I can't. That's (laughs) not what it is. It's like, let me deliver this stuff. So after it was done, I was like, well, that was horrifying and awful, but I kind of want to do it again 
and get good <laughs> at it because I think it's like a secret. It's like Rocky lifting weights in that barn. Yes, it is. <laughs> it, no, really. You're yeah. really pushing yourself and doing a thing that like you're paring it down and you're basically you're you're paring away the demons like that you're fighting as you do comedy and the and better for the whole because you you in particular spend a lot of time talking about like how that didn't go right yeah. after sets that are awesome and brilliant and everyone is very happy about so the idea that you kind of get to peel it back and then just do what you're doing is it couldn't be more strengthening couldn't be more of a like a workout for that Thanks. it's a great opportunity Thank you. yeah and well i'm gonna go back and do i was doing drawings that as a Everyone mentions Bob Ross because my hair looks ridiculous now, but I did some drawings that as I draw them turn into something else or when it's finished, you rotate it and then it's something entirely different. And I just Googled like, what are some weird hidden drawings you could learn? But I had to figure out how to do them. And that part was really fun, like a PBS type show where because it looked like a studio type room. So I'm going to do that again because it was a way to like just talk about random shit as you're drawing. And I think that I want to keep doing that. I think that that sounds fascinating. Even if that becomes a job, I would be like, oh, that's the best. So that part was really fun. I'm going to hosting your own kind of like watch me draw show. Yeah, for kids. But all the inappropriate things that happen in the drawings, not just dicks and pentagrams, but that's what I did. That's last time things that kids shouldn't see, but they're in the drawings. Mm -hmm. um, or you just say in a pro because I watched a lot of Bob Ross before that he very often would like he'd just be painting and talking about trees and then he'd start talking about Vietnam or kind of dark things just barely touching on it and did yeah. you know he never got paid by PBS <laughs> really? he, yeah he just used that show to sell his paint he started a oil paint company and he was like, well, this is good promotion. He only made money when they would use his episodes for some uh, PBS fundraiser or something where they'd sell DVDs. That was the only time he... Well, that kind of makes sense, though, because it's all public television. Like, it, I feel like there's right. a lot of volunteer stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, he was but a big... What's weird about that is Mr. Rogers was fucking rich. Oh, really? Just no. Not at all. <laughs> he lived in a glass house above a poor village. <laughs> right in right in Malibu. He lived above the ocean. <laughs> he he made throw beer bank. bottles at passing cars that he didn't think should be in the neighborhood. What if he, he sued, was a lunatic? He sued all of his neighbors. He just kept suing people. What if, yeah, Mr. Rogers went home and he just just like fucking a rich Sid Vicious where he's yes. like, fuck you. Puts his, yeah, he puts a, a silk kimono on and nothing else and then just drinks bourbon <laughs> and just fucking shoots guns as, at his neighbor's Yeah, lights, fireworks in his yes. living room. Yeah, the, uh, 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 Bob Ross was a drill sergeant. I didn't know that. He like spent his whole life yelling at soldiers. He's an interesting person. Happy little trees! <laughs> Happy little trees! I don't even know why I'm saying this yet. <laughs> yeah, I... I was I was thinking about him as the character, uh, but I might keep doing that. It was fun. Uh, what's the restaurant you would say you order the most from right now? Um, in your, in, this is going to be a little bit of quarantine talk. Yes. Uh, I've been trying. Finally, a bunch of back orders of HelloFresh showed up. I got new pots and pans. I got a sharp new knife. 
which it's funny. I've never had a sharp knife that works. It makes cooking more fun and easy. But prior to that, <laughs> pho. I've been eating a lot of pho's from Silver Lake Ramen. And then... Yeah. Uh, it's so good. I'd have to order out because there's no sushi in this neighborhood. Anyway, there's a sushi place downtown I've been ordering from. And then, uh, you know, and then I just get burritos and all that stuff that I'm like, time yeah. to eat at 10 o'clock because I want to. Wait, it, would you say Doritos or burritos? Uh, burritos. Bur like, burritos, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Eat a lot. I really like uh, Mexican food. And so I, I do too. I order it constantly. I, the other day, uh, got found a lot of pleasure and relief in standing over a bowl of tortilla chips from a really good Mexican restaurant and eating them one after the other, almost to the point of endangering myself because it was just so satisfying and the chips were so good. And they're sharp. I was just like, I'm just going to do this nonstop. Do you ever put salsa in it and eat it like some <laughs> sort of go cereal? On a diet? <laughs> <laughs> Put salsa in the bowl and mix it around Yeah and eat it like cereal <laughs> When it's the bottom of the bag of chips You do it Oh no I've never I have never done that because I'm talking about like chips from Because uh, I'm too good Oh yours are uh, delivered on, <laughs> A hot platter <laughs> I still get bag chips Like a Ugh. Like a, a Plebeosaur or whatever it's called <laughs> Um No it, uh, my thing is this I'm the pickiest eater of all time So I don't like a lot of shit on stuff And I definitely right. don't like things too spicy gotcha. So I never Like combine things I don't like jar salsa It has to be like fancy You know fire roasted kind of like homemade both. salsa I'm like give me your pico de gallo And then uh, Pick up the pace <laughs> <laughs> I love it I love both I love Go ahead and pick up the pace, buddy. <laughs> pick up the original. Pick Fucking up the pace. Pick up the pace. This New York City. Get a rope. New York City. Get a rope. No, oh, what a funny <laughs> joke about hanging. It's hanging a person for uh, for bringing for being from salsa. New York. For Let's being from New York, which that is commercial right now. Anti-Semitic, absolutely. <laughs> Let's just start there and and really say it and really mean it. Oh it that's so you want me to get into character and really sell this, so later it can be taken out of context. <laughs> and ruin my life. Here we go. Action. Here, New York sketch. City. <laughs> Get a rope. <laughs> Is that New enough? York City. Uh, I went yeah, through. I don't like it. Here's, but here's my thing. Uh -huh. A certain type of processed tomato sauce, whether it is like processed salsa or processed tomato uh, uh, pizza sauce. Sure. It's too, there's something about it. It gets too tart and like, yeah, I just am not down for, I much prefer to go on the other end of, away from like tomato acidic. Yeah. And into like, I'll do a white pizza. Sure. You know, cheese no, I'm and with olive you. oil I, and I'm, that garlic, that That thing. whole thing. I don't even like, I don't even fuck with ketchup. I'm a mustard man. It's like, don't give me that marinara in a jar. <laughs> I get it. But with salsa for some reason... I like the fresh, uh, the cart that comes by your table and they'll make pico de gallo. Have you ever been to that sure. situation? It's the Have best. I ever been to Chevy's? Yes, I have. Yes. Yes, I it, have. But then I also want pace, which is the ketchup of salsa. I don't know why. 
It's a I little know why. Dirty you're, little pr- <laughs> because you're the guy that what you always go, I don't care about sweets, right? You're that guy. Yeah. So like if we we're on a road trip, you'd be like, beef jerky for me. <laughs> yeah. But <laughs> I'm a twelve year old boy, salami for me. If, right? But if you give me if you throw a Kit Kat on the ground, I will punch other people to get at it. <laughs> like won't acknowledge that I like sweets. <laughs> and yeah, just because it's too powerful. I love it. Oh, I I really have been enjoying candy lately. I was just going to tell you, mm-hmm. I just tried two new kinds of candy yesterday. From America? Is, from America. Not even a Ritter bar, not Kinder Sport, whatever that shit is with toys inside <laughs> chocolate. No. Um, they call no, Kinder this... Sport football everywhere else. But... <laughs> Sorry. Uh, it, it's, um, well, I, my friend Rob got me super into nerds ropes which are nerds right right we talked about that emblazoned with little nerds yes nerds everywhere just such a good candy so i tried to get one that's a real willy wonka situation it is full-on willy wonka Mm -hmm. so me and bridger um went to cvs to get to try to buy some nerds ropes (laughs) yesterday (laughs) you get i haven't hung out with anyone how's bridger he was good. I mean, he came over for like two hours. No, no, I know. I know. No, I'm not. That's not why I bring it up. I'm just like, I miss. That would be Being fun. around people. Hey, I get then it. I'm coming over and I'm dropping off this painting. Fucking okay, tomorrow. Great. Perfect. Tomorrow? Um. All right. Okay, okay, okay. It so, is tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to. But no, listen, so. Okay, we, sorry. Didn't find any nerds ropes, but what there were were chewy nerds. I think they're even called chewy fat nerds. And they're basically a big oversized nerd that almost has the vibe of that Easter candy that's like a jelly bean. Sure. With the nonpareils on the outside of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly the, what you're talking about. But the outside coating is nerds. So when you bite into it, you get that like biting a thousand nerds vibe. Oh, But wow. it's a little... Jelly bean. It was real. They were really good. Yeah. So it's like a texture experience. Absolutely. Yeah. I like Which it. is what nerds is all about. It really is. Right? I, I, when yeah. you first said a soft nerd, I almost left the fucking room. <laughs> Enraged. Got, but yeah. But if it's soft yeah. and then uh, your classic crunchy outer nerd. Yeah. The outer nerd r- brings it together and brings it back into the nerd's palette. Yeah. Then the other thing I tried was, and these are amazing, sweet tart ropes. So they look like, it looks like licorice, but right. it's made by the sweet tart people. So it's a rainbow and then you bite into it and it's really sour, but it's not so sour that you lose your shit. Like those other sour candies where you're like, all oh, my teeth are have holes in them now. Right, right. It's just more sour than regular. It's really good. People always say that, like, the uh, uh, it's so sweet that it hurts my teeth. And I think I don't get that. Like, I can chew on tinfoil and people freak out. I don't think my teeth are sensitive to anything. But if if something is cold or ice cream, I can't. Like, when I see people bite into ice cream, fuck that. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I I can't do that either. I've seen. I it's the most painful. So yeah. I yeah. I guess teeth are just different. Karen. Teeth are different on every human. <laughs> every person has a different situation. Some, but I would say that sour candy. There's some chemical that makes it so sour. I think it gets it gets in there more than average, more than just sugar or chocolate or whatever. 
Yeah, yeah. I've had, yeah, you're right. I think I've had my tongue and cheeks hurt because of certain sweet and sour situations. I don't know. It's hard to, you just get used to it. And then it's hard later to pinpoint where the pain comes from. No, and because trying the to whole, eat something designed to make you happy. You're supposed to be happy and you kind of don't want to let it go. So you just eat, you power through the pain sour, like something's wrong with my tongue part yeah. of it. You just power through it and you're just like, I uh, more is better. Yeah, I need to get into more like Barrett, Greg Barrett would say, pectin based candies. Because yes, I've been eating based. a lot of chocolate type things. And it's like, what am I doing? I just, uh, you know, I just ate a giant candy bar. Maybe I we're should. We're all, we're just all killing time is what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. We're just kind of lightly bandaging our fear sores and eating oh, candy. Oh, and you're watching speaking to the choir. I just got off Netflix. a wild hog screening. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I was this, just released from a wild hawk. That is the eating too much candy uh, version of your eyeballs. I'm you know what I mean? I just it's not a good film. I know um, I'm not bringing anything new to the table. Well, yeah, that's true. You're just it. With movies like that, I sometimes, if I watch those movies, sometimes they're super enjoyable. And then sometimes they're so, it's like, it makes me sick to my stomach because it feels like it's all the same words from another similar movie that's just, re they're just rehashed into a different script. Yeah. Like, it's so familiar when people have exchanges and then it's like, he's right about that. You know, there's like these things yeah. that you watch happen that you know what they're going to say and it's yeah. really not, it's not it's fresh called in the any way. That's going to leave a mark syndrome. Yes. Thank you. God. Exactly. I mean, I think they even said that in this. And again, so much going to homophobia for it's a lot of movies. We already talked about that. Even 2000, 2005, that movie was like early 2000s, surprisingly. It was like 2007. Yeah. And it was nonstop like, ha ha, being in a situation when you're not gay and it's what gay people do that's fucking hilarious the whole movie was that you know like, what it is too i think no there's one would some do people that who now. no well also because it's not that funny you no know what it I mean? never like, was you have to compete like you have to make it something good that's that's actually like something a kid on a playground couldn't do yeah that's the whole point of being like in the movie business yeah so it's important that it's like the people who are really good at putting words together i think they watch movies like planes trains and automobiles remember the one moment of that's not a pillow those and aren't they're pillows like, yeah <laughs> those aren't pillows and then that it's like they base the whole movie off of that where it's like no 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 the reason that moment was so funny is because everything around it was yeah. character building hilarious interpersonal yeah you like why, hanging out with these the guys. funny thing about that is like my hands are between two pillows like that's a funny statement <laughs> yes to whisper to your friend's ear there's other reasons but yeah you're right that for some reason i'm not mad at that joke at all it's hilarious because my point <laughs> is they saved it it's one yeah. they didn't do it the entire movie right it's right. a it's almost a, the crescendo of, of this is driving me crazy all these things that could happen when traveling is fucked up yeah and then right down to someone's got their hands yeah wild hogs wouldn't even stagger them there was no space between them. they go back to back <laughs> Uh, ha ha ha, that's gay jokes. 
It was insane. Uh, But anyway, still enjoyed a lot of it. It's nice to (laughs) it's nice to um, it's nice to live in a time where you can see the distance we have put between 2007 and 2020. Right. Because I'm we're all grasping to see it because it feels like uh, a lot of times it feels like we haven't progressed. If there's still uh, 1960s versions of racist people being outspoken and empowered right now we haven't advanced at all but when it comes to certain things like homophobia i think that we can be proud of that and well i've never sorry no no oh i i just felt that uh, not to talk about schitt's creek again but just that whole because i really got into it and i tried to once before and i'm like these are rich people not being likable. I no thanks. And everyone was talking about it. So I jumped ahead of 10 episodes and then I was like, oh, it's Catherine O'Hara being a genius and yep. whatever. But they live in a town, a small town where there are even Chris Elliott, the mayor, is like a redneck. Looks like he has a mullet haircut that's a goat shoot his hair. And, and there is no, at no point are you afraid of like when they're in the store and they're kissing, that's a gay couple in a small redneck town. At no point is or do you feel like something bad's going to happen. It's like a safe. It's like a version of a world that exists. I don't know. And you know, Dan Levy did that on purpose. Like, yeah, yeah. Fuck, well, I do, we do that every time, but that was intentionally to be like, this is just a world where all love is okay, yeah. and that he, to show that to people, yes. their entire families, that this is great and fine and completely normal, and there's yeah. no fight. Yeah, that after a few episodes, I realized, oh, this is a thing. This is yeah. a perfect world situation. Yeah, and I kept getting more into it. Because I'm so used to terrible things like, well, we have to have an episode where this terrible thing happens and all the conflict in it was lighthearted. And I fucking felt good every time I watched that show. I felt good afterwards. Like I was Are in a good mood. Of, like um, you're thinking of like your childhood TV experience where the six million dollar man had to fight Bigfoot that time. Like, like <laughs> Exactly. Fuck, not or, this. Yeah. Or that Highway to Heaven episode where he tries to. Uh, save another kid and he dies of cancer after a half hour. <laughs> the kid? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Highway There's to Heaven went there. There's a lot of cancer there. camps in Highway to Heaven, which I've Highway also to been watching. <laughs> was, it, it, Highway to Heaven it goes there, lives there, stays there for 45 minutes. Like, yeah. there's a lot of crying. It there's ain't a afraid lot of to stick holding. its feet up on the coffee table for, for a while. <laughs> and really show you a kid with cancer <laughs> yeah. on TV. Yeah, it was a traumatic... That's the the first time I remember looking over and seeing my dad, who was uh, described himself as atheist, but we would watch Highway to Heaven and he would just cry. Yeah. I'd look over and his mouth would be open because he was trying (laughs) not to cry. So he'd just have his mouth open. I'm like, why does my dad have his mouth all the way open? And his his eyes were welling with tears, trying not to cry. cry. And it's the cheesy. But I've been watching Highway to Heaven. I have to get out of the house. I have to go camping. I have to go. Look, I know. Yeah, exactly. You need to get out into the nature. That'll be nice. I'm going to your house. I'm bringing the painting tomorrow. All right. Hey, I don't care if you got shit to do. Don't fucking threaten me. And then I'm Um, going to You absolutely can. You can. You can come over. Um, I'll leave the front door open for you. Okay. And bring cool. me that fucking painting because can I, I leave be my hat thrilled. on? 
Uh, I don't know if that it sounded like you just said a lyric to that song. (laughs) Um, yeah. Let's see. The I I ordered pizza the last couple nights. I'm just trying to think of interesting. Like every time I go to eat dinner, make dinner, or order dinner, it all it feels like I'm eating the same three things all the time now. Yeah. So I'm trying to be more creative. You know what I haven't had in a long time is Zanku chicken, which it seriously solves so many problems. Especially if you don't have to go into one of their dirty locations. If you can get that food (laughs) delivered to your house, because it's going to be sweaty anyway. Oh, but I have to say the location in uh, Toluca Lake is lovely. Yeah, there the was, Hollywood ones are the old ones. Yeah, yeah. There was a good one in in Santa Monica by the Fox Building when I back when I had a job and insurance and anyway, it was very clean and a nice facility. But yeah, I honestly, it's a pretty good bet. Was it a no, nice facility? It was a great facility. Good structure. The facilities were unbelievable. Oh, I had a nice foundation and a good <laughs> cement pour down below. The roof had a, no leaks. This drywall is expensive. Nice and they bathroom. Really spent no digital lock. You just walk into the bathroom. Hey, good facility. Good manager. Clean, <laughs> clean counters. Nice surfaces. This ain't cool. I could talk about it all night. But you, anytime I order Greek food or Mediterranean food, it's it's going to be good. Like if you get any yes. pita and hummus and a rice. Uh, protein situation, you're going to be yes. happy. I think it's Middle Eastern. It's Middle Eastern food, right? Uh, yeah. Ultimately, um, it's a whole pyramid. It's a whole meal. It's like a diet now. Mediterranean yes. diets. People are dying. Well, there's left Mediterranean, and right. but then Mediterranean is more Greek food, right? But Middle yeah. Eastern is more like the Persian food, or isn't Zanku? No, um, I think it's the other way. I think the Mediterranean is is like uh mid uh. Greek. That's that's what I said. <laughs> it is. Okay. Well, I guess the, it was the way you worded the sentence. <laughs> and then I I had to like dissect it. And Yeah, you I, got you really got in there and really said everybody's Mediterranean <laughs> is Greek. What was it? Oh, Middle Eastern food is yeah. like yeah, what I just you you sag paneer and things like that. That's Indian. That's Indian food. I haven't yeah. done a lot of traveling globally, Karen. <laughs> this isn't me. In high school, they don't teach you about other foods. No, that's right. <laughs> this is all self-educated. <laughs> they were just... There's <laughs> Montana history and buffalo meat. That's all I yeah. got. Look, I, I relate. Chicken, we were... Petaluma was the capital of the world. You know, I had super basic shit and stuff made with... Campbell soup, as we've talked about multiple times. <laughs> My mom was like the queen of 70s kitsch uh, cookbooks of like, you can make 50 dinners with this one kind of soup. Yeah. She, yeah. That, that was Are you like talking about that life. one that was like red gingham? It's like a yes. table. Well, that's the joy of cooking. I, okay, oh, no, that, sorry. That's Betty Crocker. The yeah, Betty that, Crocker. There are like Bibles of cookbooks out there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like a lot of stroganoff based dishes you know it's meat it's sour cream there's some gravy in there get an egg noodle my mom was so reliant on cream cheese and sour cream (laughs) for so many recipes where it's like the clam sauce spaghetti that my sister and i both love and crave to this day was (laughs) 
I think butter, cream cheese, sour cream, <laughs> a can of uh, cream of mushroom soup, and yes. then you just put clams in it sure. with some of the juice. There was like some technical stuff that you had to pay attention to <laughs> and then put it on a bed of pasta <laughs> and Hell, that was like yeah. the, the only thing i knew that's like what i would bring to a thanksgiving dinner oh yeah that's good <laughs> did you did your mom ever make you to go along with that did she ever do like a garlic bread or did she do like a steamed vegetable what would she do on the other on the oh, sides hell, there yeah it would be just garlic bread added to the clam sauce spaghetti right just nothing but an entire table of beige and white. Yeah. Yeah. It was like a color coded. There would be no vegetables. Yeah. But if there was, it was always from a fro a bag or something like frozen. I it, Sometimes it would be from the garden. And I think I was too young to know the difference because that excites me now. But yeah, frozen. To be able to grow, like, yeah. get some cukes in there or some tomatoes. Some cukes. You got your beans. <laughs> you got your squash. But I went, I ate repeatedly at a, at a golf course in, in Montana when I was at my dad's because they would make this salad. They're like, yeah, we make it from our garden vegetables. And I was like, I guess I'll try that. And it was the best, like, talk about texture, biting into all this random fresh vegetables i was like freaking out it was so good and it was like backyard farm to table. everything in the salad was from this garden and Delicious. and i was losing my mind because i said a golf course it's like yeah. you're supposed to be eating chicken fingers it was so good but and so Missoula i brought it so i ordered a box of vegetables because i thought maybe i just need to be surprised and I didn't know what to do with any of them. Eggplant, the squash. I don't know what to do with that. No, That's you'd have to make a parm. You might need need to make some zucchini circles. Yeah, yeah. Or this wasn't the kind of spaghetti squash that my mom used to make that too, which was that was definitely a healthy thing. But it was that canned spaghetti sauce. You scrape the spaghetti squash and pretend it's pasta. Yeah, I know people that do that. Yeah, I, yeah. I personally will not. I can't eat zucchini, anything in the squash family. I don't like it that. either. I don't that like it either. That consistency is I rough. know. I, I don't like it either. I never, and <laughs> I'm not a picky eater, but I think I can make it to where I like, like if you have that, if you have a plate of it, then put some Parmesan on it, and then you bake that. What do you think okay. now? It's a twice baked. I've been cooking. I've been learning a lot, Karen. I think that, no, what you just suggested, Chris, is an actual solution here because um, Parmesan fixes everything. It's such a good, strong cheese. Also, that's ultimately what I'm looking for is that it's all different ways, mechanisms to get cheese into my mouth. So, right. But but and then also, I know you're a real texture hound. This will (laughs) be a crispy outer. It's like a twice baked potato. Parmesan encrusted spaghetti squash in the middle. Mm, that's going to be the downfall. No, I haven't finished. I've injected uh-huh. the juices of something else that I haven't <laughs> thought of in the very middle. So it's like a starburst, but but not sweet, salty. The consistency of squash <laughs> is is like a prank. Yeah. I don't I 100% agree with you and as a kid uh 
squash night was going to be one of those nights where I was forced to sit at the table. Uh, This was the only, this sounds abusive almost, but it's the only time my parents were strict with table type things. Like my dad would get mad if I wasn't holding the spoon right. I don't, I think that came from his grand, they're both their grandparents. Two grandparents that I didn't ever really enjoy the company of. of. Yeah. And and I would have to sit there if I didn't eat something. It'd be nine o'clock and it'd be cold. And then it's like, okay, you can finally go to bed. I would spend like hours sitting in front of food. My parents did that to us, too. If you didn't eat something, you just had to sit there until you ate it. Right. And usually it was like low grade raw meat that wasn't cooked. It was like. (laughs) Stuff that later in my life, my mom would be horrified. I would be scared she'd catch me eating meat. But mm-hmm. when I was a kid, she was like, Don't you sit and contemplate this raw shit and this undercooked squash. And I'm like, no, no. man. Me like, life's too short, man. I yeah. can't do it. Peace. But I do know that if I was ballsy enough to put it in a napkin or right into my pocket, and give a little to my cat and make it to the garbage can and throw it away, <laughs> kind of wrapped in a napkin. I know my mom or dad saw it in the trash. Yeah. And they're like, okay, you got us this time. They wouldn't then go, what's this in the trash? No. If I got it to the trash, I was off the hook. And I appreciate they, that now. They were basically telling you, you had to get creative. If you were yeah. going to be high maintenance, that you had to earn it. And I then you did. Yeah. I don't want, yeah. I don't care how you do it. I want this plate empty. Yes. Do and it. And like, that's your challenge. However you can. Okay. One time I wouldn't. No, I always finish. wear a top hat to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> I was supposed to eat broccoli. And my genius idea was I put it in my mouth as my mom was staring at me, started to chew it, <laughs> then took a sip of milk and spit it all into the glass of milk. And then she just came back over and was just like, what are you going to do now? What is, how are you going to solve this? So she could just, just like, see no, no, no. <laughs> Sitting here, I guess. She just I looked into your broccoli. milk and saw the broccoli chunks. Yep, it was all floating right there. I just thought for a second it would somehow like go to the bottom and disappear. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people don't. You, there aren't enough experiments where you see dismantled broccoli and how buoyant it is. It'll well, blow it. <laughs> if they had just like, you know, all kids had to deal with this, where, whether you're hiding it under a piece of meat or you're hiding it under your plate or or if you're fancy enough to have a mom that used placemats. Yeah, yeah. But. It it's fucking sucked. That Brussels sprouts, broccoli, and squash were like, man, I was screwed. Well, tonight I believe I'm making a meal. I didn't even look at what it is. I didn't go to the website and check it. So I think that I got some vegetarian recipe. But I'll add I'll add stuff to it. I've been modifying. That's kind of fun. Do you have Parmesan cheese you can add to it? <laughs> I have, the, I have a You're bag set. of cheese from a previous recipe. Owner? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to see what I can do, but I'm not. It sounds funny, but I've never had a sharp knife and really good non-Teflon pans that, yep. that are like decent pans where you don't even need oil. Like, yeah. I think I'm going to cook healthier now because I have good pans. I used to use butter and oil out of necessity because it's like would stick immediately and now i have this nice this nice shit so i'm kind of excited okay well you know it's in two weeks dinosaurs you're gonna hear what chris's <laughs> meal was like please take polaroids no i made a video really fill from us in my last uh i put them on instagram these cooking videos but i 
mentioned my mother's maiden name and someone said, hey, you shouldn't say that since you've been dealing with identity theft. So I took it down. Yeah. Uh, but that was a poblano black bean quesadilla that I added some tur- ground turkey to. And oh. then the turkey made it too bulky. So it turned to a burrito. But I really nailed it. <laughs> what kind of uh, tortilla did you use for that burrito? Well, because I haven't met anyone to invent corn tortillas yet. It was a giant flour one and it made my Good. knuckles hurt. I got really Why? inflamed. <laughs> oh, because you because you eat flour. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I'm telling makes you. Sense. Makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, look, if you can make this gluten free corn tortilla work and fold and do all the things. Yeah, it, it'll be a boon because like my niece has celiacs. It's the the current state of gluten free tortillas isn't isn't ideal, I think. for most I, people. I'm so happy that you are now emotionally invested in this now comes the financial investment karen (laughs) i need money to get these tortillas off the ground sorry you mistook my emotional investment (laughs) you're supportive i got you i accept your support and see it as no more thank you (laughs) there isn't even support i want i want facts i want um, proof that this can even happen it's i think it's gonna all unfold and one day you're just gonna have to say sorry (laughs) i mean i hope to i hope that's the dream i would love to be wrong prove me wrong i'd love to i'll be be riding around in my yellow corn cadillac (laughs) (laughs) oh corn cob yellow yeah with my with my corn based wheels with your gluten stereo, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'll I'll, just, I'll still listen to gluten music. I'm not a monster. <laughs> um, I think um, we might need to start booking guests on this show. Yeah, it's for sure. just gonna get weirder. And I know, weirder. I know, I know. I mean, I have nothing to fucking say anymore. Let's do it. Me either. And uh, as much fun as we can have talking for what uh, we could go for another hour, but it. It's starting. We're not going to new people aren't going to come along and start listening to our podcast. The old people are hanging (laughs) on and they like us enough to where they're hanging on. Yeah. But we're now like the two friends that are super drunk and the last people at the party. That's what it started. And I'm the only one that's drunk. I'm having a good time (laughs) and laughing plenty. And I feel like, could it be possible that other people are too? No, it's one of the... Could it be possible? We can figure it out. I will even have someone over at my house or or something if we don't jump in a car. But yes, let's start having guests. Yeah, we can just no. We can just do a third Zoom. It's okay. not a big deal. Yeah. Great. I didn't think that. I of course technology is the answer. <laughs> yes, always. Um, yeah, Stephen can help us figure it out. Well, this is one of those terrible wrap ups, but I am about to pee my pants. I have to go to the bathroom. Oh, perfect. So yeah. <laughs> well, then let's wrap it down. Yeah, it's important to, uh, to close things out medically. Yes. Um. But I'm just kind of give a state of the state. I don't have to pee personally. I went beforehand. I know. I took my medication. I don't get it. Uh, uh, it's good to see you, friend. And I will, I'm going to come over too. and bring that painting for real. Great. I'm so excited. Real Great. tomorrow, not tomorrow after. Well, never mind. Yes. Not, I'll see we're you not going to base it on the podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> we have to wait until this airs and yeah. then you can come over. Yeah. See you Tuesday. Right. Uh, all right. Cool. Uh, well, it's good to see you, friend. You've been listening to, to Do You Need a Ride? D-Y-N-A-R. A-R. <laughs> 
Are you leaving or are you on your way back home? Either way, we wanna be there. Doesn't matter how much baggage you claim. Give us a time and date. Terminal and gate. We wanna send you off in style. We wanna welcome you back home. Tell us all about it. Were you scared or was it fine? Uh, with Karen and Chris.